0: Maureen Holloway, legendary broadcaster and podcaster, is here. Good morning, happy Friday! Happy Friday! How are you doing? I'm okay. Well, I mean, you and I got to catch up yesterday because we were out uh, golfing with uh, Bill Coulter from CP24 and your very nice son Ronan. So I don't know if there's much to add to that, but it was nope. uh, it was nice to be out. <laughs>
1: Yeah. The four of us were out golfing. That's what we did. It's actually not a bad week. And we're going to golf uh, again tomorrow. Um, and, or watch the coronation if that's something that you want to do. Which I'm getting the feeling that it's a kind of a non-event.
0: Oh, yeah? Because, I mean, I, I don't think it's, you know, not necessarily appointment tuning or whatever you'd call it. I mean, somebody asked me, are you going to be up? And I thought, well, yeah, actually, I'm, I mean,
1: <laughs> you're up anyway.
0: I'm up anyway. I might as well <laughs> watch the coronation. But
1: I get a distinct feeling and it's not just a gut feeling. I mean, even yesterday, the front page of the Globe was uh, the palace is trying to drum up excitement i mean there is an acknowledgement um and i think jerry agar wrote a, a column for the sun on much the the same deal but it's not maybe we're just overloaded from royal pageantry with the recent funerals of the of prince philip and certainly the queen but you know it's just not the big deal some might hope there's sixty uh, 60 of brits themselves say they don't care Wow. So, but I mean, there are the diehards, there, the royalists on the, this side of the pond and that, that are, you know, going to get up early and make scones and and you know get out their commemorative tea towels and 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 that that'll always be there, but. I really feel I don't know maybe it's the royal family drama with Prince Harry attending, but Meghan, Margot not, and Prince Andrew being a creeper and all that. But an ongoing resistance to to Camilla getting the title that maybe one should have gone to Diana. And but I just there's the sense that also the monarchy itself mm-hmm. is it how relevant is it and. And, some, and then another thing, Brexit, they, you know, the UK as a whole has lost a significant amount of economic power. So I think that all plays into it. Um, I do know there's a concert on Sunday, a commemorative Sunday, uh, concert for the coronation, and all sorts of people have turned it down, like Elton John, who's always been like, practically a member of the royal family. Adele said no, Harry Styles said no, Lionel ah. Richie said yes. Yes um, But uh, yeah It's just uh, I have the feeling It's not It's an old guy In a golden carriage Getting a crown To a kingdom That may not matter That much And I know That we have listeners Who are going to oh, say Oh I know I'm going to get the text Treason Treason Well you?
0: knows Send those How dare you Send, send them all Directly to Actually, me Actually they'll probably Send me a telegram To complain Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <But laughs> Stop I, I have to say Like you know I'll just look at Charles I'll look at video Of him in the robes Because they've been Doing the dress rehearsals And it yes. just seems Like a production of the Pirates of Penzance
1: it does well that but that's one of the things and and here I am I'm gonna contradict myself because I quite like the spectacle me too I like the pageantry and I like the history and you know the and the crown jewels on the and the in the the choirs and I mean that's fun to watch does it have any real meaning for us especially Canadians at this point in our lives maybe not but it's it's a spectacle it's yeah it's, it, it's a parade
0: but there are aspects to it i have to say the magic is gone and so yeah. you know when they hand him the scepter it's like here's your magic stick
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's the big diamond on the end and uh, let me anoint you with oil like what are you being anointed there's still that you know that's the archbishop of canterbury who who anoints him so there's still the religious aspect that the king is is this god's chosen one yeah so and yeah not so put really that in your and not really immortal. There's the, there's the vestiges of that. And it seems kind of quaint in this day and age. But anyway, if this is your thing,
0: yeah. enjoy your scones. Well, exactly. It's just another reality show.
1: <laughs> just with a, it's a very expensive one.
0: <laughs> yes. So it's Sanco de Mayo. Uh, it was funny. Joe Cristiano and I stepped out of our headquarters yesterday and in the parking lot. People were in full-on Mexican celebratory party regalia. And I'm not sure what was going on, but I thought, I guess that's Sanco de Mayo. Yes, that's
1: okay. We've got May the 4th. That's done. That was just, that was the, uh, the, uh, Oh God. Star Wars. How we get Star Trek, Star Wars. My husband gets so mad at me. Uh, and now we're full on into Sanco de Mayo, which is really an excuse to you know, drink tequila and eat tacos, uh, because no one's really sure what Sanco de Mayo celebrates.
0: Do you know? It's Mexican independence, isn't it? cuz remember it? the spanish used to send their second rate royals over to run mexico until the mexicans ran them out of town
1: is it is it mexican independence i think it's sort of like a smaller i see here i'm 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 not qu- equipped for this but uh, i don't think it's that important to date in mexican history per se um i think it's been the, the uh, you mean like independence from what from spain
0: i think so i mean i'm probably getting no. myself see, into trouble pretty big we don't know we trouble <laughs> I'm Googling. Sanco de
1: Mayo commemorates
0: the military victory of the Mexican army against invading French forces Uh at the Battle of Puebla in 1862.
1: You see? You see? It's not really that big a deal historically. I mean, with all due respect to the Mexicans and and the French who lost, but it's really something that's been seized upon as a celebration of Mexican culture. So... Yeah. But by all means, enjoy your margarita.
0: Oh, I know. Exactly. I mean, I'm looking at a headline from the Washington Post that says, Cinco de Mayo is not a Mexican holiday. It's an American one. <laughs> so, I mean, let's face it. it yeah, it, it, we can trivialize anything, can't we? So it's uh, some battle That's from 1862, <laughs> and we yeah. put on big hats. <laughs>
1: <laughs> with pop pops and do the hat dance. Sure.
0: So I was telling you yesterday about uh, I went to Greensboro for a family wedding, and one of the things that is preserved in downtown Greensboro is the Woolworth counter where they had the very first sit-in, where black Your people whole... would go and demand service, and oh, actually they never demanded, would ask for service. They would wouldn't ask get for it. Service. And yeah. I just, you know, what I'm, I'm in this small American town in North Carolina, and I'm having this transcendent yeah. moment.
1: Well, this is the, you were telling me a bit about it yesterday, and you also stayed in a Green Book uh, uh, hotel, and it's just sort of walked into an, um, a slice of history. And And I, I, I had told you I'd gone to to uh, Detroit the weekend before uh, to get my Nexus card and spent the week in there and had a wonderful time. There are these, uh, not only are they, the, the, the these potentially transcendent experiences, but there's so many places around us that we don't think of going. Like Greensboro, or or um, I took a two week road trip to the Gaspe Peninsula last year. If you remember, yeah. and it again, it was just it was transcendent to borrow your words. Um, you know, you don't always have to go to New York. Uh, there are so many really cool places that are aren't like a like a maybe a two hour flight or a five hour drive away. Um, because Detroit, for me, was like a, 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 an amazing weekend. We had a fabulous time. The Ford Museum blew my mind. Uh, so did the Detroit Institute of the Arts. Detroit itself was either spectacularly beautiful right next to, you know, buildings with with smashed windows and collapsed roofs. So it's a real uh, um, experience of extremes. But uh, yeah, sure, Greensboro, let's go.
0: Okay. Well, see, I've already done it, so. (laughs) Well,
1: (laughs) there are others. Syracuse, maybe.
0: (laughs) Not a lot of time on the clock, but on Sunday between 1 p.m. and 8 p.m., there's going to be a visitation for Gord Lightfoot, Gordon Lightfoot, at his home church in Aurelia. And you write a blog this week about interviewing him and what? Was he hitting on you?
1: I don't know. Looking back on that, probably. I mean, I remember, so I think I was in my early or mid 20s when I interviewed him. He was like late 40s, and of course I thought he was decrepit. Um, (laughs) I thought all those guys were, you know? Uh, but he no, he was absolutely charming, and and uh, and and chain smoked, and we ended up talking about all sorts of things, and and uh, yeah, everybody has had a moment. You had a wonderful interview with with uh, Gordon Lightfoot. I did at his
0: home, which yeah. was like a time capsule from the mid nineteen seventies. It reminded me of when I would visit some of my aunt's houses, and <laughs> I think this place is really dusty and old.
1: Well, you know, that's there's a whole generation there. You know, Joni Mitchell and Bob Dylan. Yeah. They're all in their 80s. And, and the, so, you know, this is going to be not to end on a really doer note, but this is that a generation is moving on. Oh, death oh. comes to all men. Uh, thanks, Mo. And women. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Have a great weekend. <laughs> you too. Maureen Holloway, her podcast with Wendy Mesley is called Women of Ill Repute.